This is Big F and Joe, and you're listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Podcast. Without Memphis, there would be no hardcore, and obviously we all know where that leads. Live your best life, die your best death. This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. You know, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. And you know, I got my start right there in Memphis, Tennessee. So what better person than to give a little intro to the only podcast in the UK that specifically talks about Memphis wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Folks, sit back, grab you a cup of hot tea. Hope you enjoy it. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Got a doggone good-looking show lined up. This is the future, baby, and Jimmy Hart's here. You're not in the same caliber as I am. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world and why am I? You're acting like a hoodlum. Now, come on, quit it. Hello again wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the old bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the UK's number one and only Memphis wrestling related podcast. We are as always the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. I am your host Mr. Luke Jennings hoping the podcast finds you fine and dandy wherever you may be. We are now uh, 23rd of September this issue is coming out to you. We are uh, quickly flying through the month of September. Kids are back at school. The American football is back in session. Uh, baseball is coming up to its uh, crescendo soon with the playoffs coming up. So everything is happening. Football over here is uh, yeah, British football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, is uh, yeah, whatever. But uh, hopefully the podcast finds you fine. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter slash x at Memphiscast and hit the subscribe button here on our home the place to be wrestling network home of great shows such as wrestling's chicken salad in the base saturday special ptbn's main event nation invasion highway to the impact zone the monday night project and so many other great shows to coming to you on a near daily basis you can follow the network on twitter at ptbn wrestling also, don't forget to follow our sister network, the North-South Connection, again available on all good podcast suppliers, and again, they bring new content on a near-daily basis. Such shows such as New General Emission, Wrestling Warzone, Alicat with Keithy, Extreme Freeway Dance, and many, many others. You can follow them on Twitter, at NoSoPod Network. They also have a YouTube channel. Simply search North-South Connection in the YouTube, and you can uh, find them. They do... Um, purely video podcast they also do video slash audio podcasts youtube.com forward slash at memphiscast will allow you to watch this episode that we're covering today also while you're out and about online please visit when it was cool.com for podcasts articles and much more on retro pop culture comics wrestling movies tv toys history and more this week on the show we're covering the 17th of september 1983 last week we covered the 10th of september where we saw tag teams angry rebels family troubles incoming talent as well as all the usual awesomeness before we head down to Lance and Dave let's see what's been happening around the rest of the wrestling world on the 11th of September 1983 the Omni in Atlanta GA Junkyard Dog defeated Buzz Sawyer by disqualification in a no disqualification match Roddy Piper and Tommy Rich defeated Bill Irwin and King Kong Bundy Texas Deathmatch Pez Watley defeated Greg Valentine Bruno San Martino Jr. defeated Larry Zabisco Brett Sawyer who uh, as of recording Brett Sawyer passed away uh, yesterday on the on the 10th if not the 9th but this past weekend we did lose Brett Sawyer he defeated Mr. Wrestling also on the 11th for Texas San Antonio Scott Casey defeated Tully Blanchard for the Southwest Heavyweight title on the 12th of September here in Memphis Tennessee the Mid-South Coliseum drawing 5,154 witnessed Tom Pritchard drawing with the Jaguar the Rock'n'Roll Express drew with Dream Machine and Porkchop Cash US Junior Heavyweight champion Tommy Rogers, Tommy Rogers, sorry, defeated Mid-America champion Buddy Landell by disqualification. In a Southern Tag Team title match, the Grapplers successfully defended their titles against Dutch Mantel and Coco Ware. The Assassins defeated the Fabulous Ones to win the held-up CWA Tag Team titles. 
The Moondogs and Dennis Condry battled Bobby Eaton, Bill Dundee and the Giant Rebel to a no contest. The Assassins defeated Bill Dundee and Big Red in a lights out match. Stan Hansen, the returning Stan Hansen from Japan, beat Austin Idol via countout to win the CWA International title. And then Jesse Ventura defeated Joey Lawler to win the Southern title. I'm sure we'll see uh, some of those implications on this upcoming episode. On the 13th of September 1983, Eddie Gilbert makes his first WWF television appearance since injuring his neck in a car accident and appears with Buddy Rogers on Rogers Corner along with WWF champion Bob Backlund. Also on this uh, TV taping, the Iron Sheik returns to the WWF, defeating Bob Clement. Rene Goulet returns to the WWF as well after a three-year absence, defeating Ray Kutu. Tonga Kid made his WF debut at the show, defeating Israel Matia. This TV taping also featured the masked superstar injuring Eddie Gilbert in Gilbert's return match with a multiple corkscrew neckbreakers. 16th of September, St. Louis. St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri. It's David Von Elk defeated Ric Flair to win the NWA Missouri title. Also on that show, Hulk Hogan defeated Jerry Blackwell. And then finally, there's a lot for this day, but on the 17th, of September on our day of the show, JCP hold a show in the Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina. 5,629 witness Barry Horwitz, going by the name of Brett Hart, defeating Jerry Gray. Scott McGee defeating Kellen Kaninsky. The Assassins, Judy Hamilton and Hercules Hernandez defeated Rick McCord, Keith Larson. Bob Orton Jr. defeated Johnny Weaver. Charlie Brown defeated NWA TV champion the Great Kabuki doesn't say whether or not the title's changed, whether or not the title change stands, I don't know. Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood defeated the NWA Tag Team Champions Jack and Jerry Briscoe, but did not win the titles. Uh, also on the 17th, Bob Armstrong turns babyface following an exceptional heel run in the South East Championship Wrestling when he is attacked by the Midnight Express, that is Ron Starr, Randy Rose and Norvell Austin, and given a pile driver on the concrete in retaliation for Bob taking up for his sons, Scott and Steve. Also on the 17th, Barry Windham defeats Joe LaDuke in Sarasota, Florida to win the Florida title. Also on the 17th, the WWC holds their 10th anniversary show in San Juan, Puerto Rico in the Hiram Beton Stadium, drawing 27,000. They see Miguel Perez defeating Barabbas, Pete Sanchez defeating Assassin Number 2, Bob Sweetan defeating Gamma Singh, Hercules Ayalea defeated the Iron Sheik, Pierre Martel defeated Don Kent. Abdullah Tomba defeated Gorilla Monsoon. WWC and Caribbean Tag Team Champions Supermedics defeated Chief Thundercloud and Chuchui. WWC North American Champion Pedro Morales defeated Ric Flair via disqualification. WWC Puerto Rican Champion King, King Tonga defeated Dory Funk Jr. Invader No. 2 defeated Ox Baker. Kendo Nagasaki drew with El Gran Apollo. WWC Universal Champion Carlos Colon drew with NWA World Champion Harley Race. Mil Mascaris and Dos Caras defeated the Infernos. Andre the Giant beat Abdullah the Butcher via countout. And that, ladies and gentlemen leads us to today's show so let's head down to ringside to see what lance and dave have got for us on episode 123 of the memphis continental wrestling cast as we cover the 17th of september 1983 please enjoy We've got uh, quite a few. I think we've missed a little bit of the action there, but we've got the whole card. 
Bruce Brothers vs. Rock and Roll Express, Austin Idol and singles acts, which we don't see very often here on television. Bill Dundee and Bobby Eaton teaming together. Father, father, and father-in-law and son-in-law teaming together. We've also got two six-man tags. We've got Dennis Kundry, the Prince of Darkness, and Lucifer going up against one team. And then in the other six-man tag, we've got Coco Beware, Bobby Fulton, and Terry Taylor. So let's uh, as we'll also see some footage from this past week from the Metaf Coliseum. Pensacola, Florida, Rick Morton, Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express. One fall, 15-minute time limit, Jerry Calhoun is the referee. All right, it's going to be the dream starting out, and we're ready to go against Rick Morton. Bell rings away underway. Bruce Brothers vs. Rock and Rock Express, stream machine in there for his team, Robert Gibson, Robert, sorry, Ricky Morton in for his team. Beautiful hot cross putter there by Ricky, goes for the cover, one, two... Robert's in there as well. Pucks up, catch big buck body drop. Dream Machine wearing uh, black trousers, white boots. Big back body drop by Ricky Morton, who's wearing purple tights, white boots. Still not quite got a mullet, but he is uh, growing it. You can definitely tell. Bruce Brothers lost control of this match. Jimmy Hart not happy. Ricky Morton now with a. Oh, went for the drop kick on Dream Machine, but Dream Machine held onto the ropes. Dream Machine now, whoops, Ricky Morton, oh, hooking Larratt, hooking clothesline, green ropes here, red ring post, blue canvas, Pucks up cash now in, pack tight, swipe boots, excuse me, the beer is from Budweiser, the shoes are from Tony, Pucks up cash wearing pink boots, look at pink, crowd fully behind Ricky, Dream Machine now in. Ricky whipped again. Big back over by Dream Machine. Off the ropes. Cups a leg. Attack the puck chop. Ricky Morton's got a black glove on the right hand for some reason. Excuse me. Big boot by Pork chopped to the gut. Jerry Calhoun's our referee wearing black. Top grey trousers to this week. There's a group of uh, young ladies fully behind Rock and Roll Express with some weird chant. Patrick Cash now back in legally. Drops a knee to the head of Ricky Morton. We've got multicolored ring posts. We've got one red, two green, and two red. And we've got two red, but they look not alternating, if you know what I mean. Ricky Morton in the wrong part of town here, is in Bruce Brothers territory. They're successfully double teaming him. Dream Machine now back in. Whips Ricky Morton. Catches him. Power slams him down. Dream Machine going second up on the inside. 
Oh, went for a middle leg drop, but Ricky Morton got out just in time. Elbow by Ricky. Punch. Go through the legs, go through the legs. Tags in Robert Gibson, Robert Gibson in. Oh, come in. <laughs> he hit a uh, dream machine with such velocity that he fell down. Irish up there by Robert. Oh, punch to the gut. Down goes Dream Machine. There goes after Porkchop Cash. Oh, Ricky's working over Dream in the corner. Oh, no. Dream Machine. No. And sunset. Double Sunset Flip. Double Sunset Flip by the Rock and Rolls. One. No, Jimmy Hartson. Jimmy Hartson. Ring the fucking bell. Disqualification. Rock and Roll Express win. Jimmy Hart now attacking Ricky from behind. Three on two. Joey Calhoun's trying to break it up. And over the top rope goes Ricky Hart to the floor. Porkchop Cash goes through the ropes. Dream Machine now working over Robert. Uh, Dream Machine. Jimmy Hart and the Dream Machine working over Robert in the corner. Here comes some help. Here comes some enhancement talent to help. Jimmy Hart getting thrown around a bit. Oh, one's over the, over the top. Ken Rape has gone over the top. Robert Reed's chasing uh, Jimmy Hart. But the Dream Machine catches him and launches him over the top. Oh, good lord. Not, oh, not well. Not well at all over the ropes. Holy moly. And try that again. That's it. Jim Jameson now uh, just walking around the ring. Jim, Jim Jameson doing uh, nothing. I can get attacked now by Jim Jameson and Jimmy Hart. Pulls up cash, thrown over the top rope. Eddie Marlin out there now. The winners by disqualification of Rock and Roll Express. That's what the referee is doing. What happened to the moon dogs? Well, I'll tell you one thing, Eddie. I wish you could have fought. They get a fair denial match. Jimmy Hart here is in the ring. You should have learned your lesson. Wait a minute before we go anymore. Let's give the people who did not see it an opportunity. Now, don't start anything else here while we got this tape on. I want everybody to take a look at this uh, this situation that Eddie Marlin's talking about. Footage from Midtown Coliseum. This is the six-man tag: the Moon Dogs and Dennis Condry going against Giant Rebel, Bobby Eaton, and Dundee. Bill Dundee's now a good guy. He tried to get back. He wanted to team with Jerry Lawler last week, but Jerry Lawler wasn't too keen on um, teaming with him because the last person who said he could be trusted was Andy Kaufman, and that backfired. Bill Dundee's got to sort of prove himself before he can uh, team with Jerry Lawler again. Moondogs are bleeding, the bell's ringing, this is absolute carnage. Moondogs have got the bell. Oh, around the gut of the giant rebel. That is an ample gut. Oh, Eddie Marlin just got knocked down by the uh, Moondogs in their bone. Who's that? Somebody. Holy moly, carnage here by the looks of it. Well, there uh, is precisely what promoter Eddie Marlin was talking about no. in trying to incite a riot down there. Let me just tell you something, right? You'll do anything to get on TV. You jumped in the front of that bone. That's exactly what you did, Eddie Marlin. Anything happened there that happened here. All your men was in the ring, and I come up there to get him out of the ring, and the one of the moon dogs hit me. So from now on, we're not going to put up with it. We're going to hit them where it hurts, son. We're going to hit them in the pocketbook. The Moondogs are suspended for 30 days. That's in the pocketbook. You think you're so big, days. I'd like to hit you where it hurts. I'd like to pull that toupee off your hair and knock you out, baby. That's what I'd like to do. But no, you know why I won't do it? Because I know you'll suspend me. No, you, that's right. That's exactly what. Okay. You push your weight around, man. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of everybody around here. From now on, there's going to be some changes. And I promise you, if you don't watch it, I will knock your life out, old man. I promise you. If it wasn't for his heart, I swear to we God. We got the word. 30 days suspension on the moon, dog. Let's take a break.
We're now seeing Future Austin Idol versus Stan Hansen from this past Monday. Stan Hansen attacking Austin Idol from on the outside. Austin Idol's only just taking his coat off, but Stan Hansen's kicking the shit out of him on the outside. Oh, straight into the uh, hard commentation station. And again goes Austin Idol. The big bad man from Borka, Texas. He's back from Japan and he's got a point to prove. Jimmy Hart is his manager. Austin Idol now in. Oh, Austin Idol got the crimson mask on. Red, red tights, black boots. Stan Hansen all in black. This is obviously a clipped match. Austin Idol's taking a pound and looks like he's trying to hulk up. He's idling up, if you will. Oh, big boot off the ropes. Back elbow by Idle. And Hansen's caught up in the ropes. Hansen is caught in the ropes. Jimmy Hart trying to... He's distracting the ref trying to... Oh, big round by Austin. And again. Stan Hansen is in trouble. Austin Idle pushes... Excuse me, Paul Morton away. And that allows Stan Hansen to kick idle which then goes into the ref Paul Moore is down Hanson is now free a big 300 pound plus Texan is out of the uh, thing uh, oh what a lariat holy shit oh big elbow to the chest Austin Idle barely came off the ropes and he was met with a huge lariat Stan Hanson now picked up Paul Morton Puts him across the ropes so he can start counting. Austin Idol is out. Austin Idol has not moved on the outside. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. But Hanson is something. Let's right now call in the Universal Heart Club, Austin Idol. I know that. Uh, He's certainly in the happiest man in the world, but he's a very determined competitor. You know, I don't mind, Lance. I don't mind fighting anybody anytime, anywhere. And I'm going to admit right here in front of anybody, there ain't a man alive that can't be beaten. Now, I was strolled down that Mid-South Coliseum, darling. I was looking for one thing. I was looking for a tough fight, and I was ready for it. But I was not expecting to be Pearl Harbor from behind. Now that, exactly. Now that doesn't sound like an excuse. If it does, then that's my excuse. And I got the stitches right here to prove it. Now I want Stan Hudson to know one thing. There's apparently two things we got in common. That neither one of us might kicking anybody's can. And there's nothing you and I have in common, Hudson. That we both got big mouths. And I don't mind telling anybody that I got a big fat mouth. Now we got one thing we're going to prove. And we got one point to settle, Jackson. Either you're going to shut me up. Or I'm gonna shut you up, and I'm telling you right now, Jack. And this ain't no damn there, and this ain't no jab. I don't care if there's ten people. I don't care if there's ten thousand people. I want you to know one thing: you ain't never seen what you're about ready to see, darling. And ain't nobody out here seeing us now. When I wanna reach right in my guts, when I wanna reach right in and grab the flesh out of my guts and pull the devil out. Because I'm going to yank that devil out of my guts and let it spill right out of my mouth. And I'm going to take it on you, you out on you, you creep. I'm going to beat you within an inch of your life. I'm going to eat you alive, Jack. I'm going to snort you up one nostril and spit you out the other. Well, there's no doubt about it, and you can understand why. Having lost his international heavyweight title to Stan Hansen. We've got Austin Idol versus the Masked Marauder. The Marauder attacked Idol from uh, behind before the bell rung, but that has uh, turned out a very bad for him. Masked Marauder, red singlet, black boots, red mask. Austin Idol wearing a lovely green tights, white boots, kicking the uh, shiz and nizzle out of the Masked Marauder. Austin Idol picks up Marauder, slams him down with a thartar. We haven't seen, I don't think we've ever seen Austin Idol on TV in a match. Oh, big right hand off the ropes there by the Universal Heartthrob. Big round again, knocks down the Marauder. Drops an elbow. Hooks up the leg, he's now going for that uh, Las Vegas leg lock. Basically a figure four leg lock. The Masked Marauder is uh, fooked. The bell rings, and Austin Idol is the winner.
Matt Barrotter wishing not only that he hadn't jumped him when he came through the rope, but that he had never been in the ring with him today. That's right. Time out officially 42 seconds. Referee gets idle back and Marauder. The idle not wanting to uh, let loose of it. And he's got remembrances of Stan Hansen. Ain't nobody gonna stop me, Jackson. I don't care if it's Stan Hansen. I don't care if I'm going the butcher. Ain't nobody gonna stop me. The idol. At least certainly proving a point to the mass marauder, and I'm sure that uh, he'll have the same thing in mind the very next time that they get in, uh, he gets in the ring with Stan Hansen, who is currently the international heavyweight champion. 42 seconds, the idol wins it. We've got more action. Be back to it in a moment. level best to get it and uh, every opportunity they have the last match that they had as a matter of fact Hart and the assassin said this is it this is the last one the match that took place in Memphis Tennessee let's take a look at this CWA world tag titles at stake now as the big assassins weighing in at 600 pounds going against the fleet well-conditioned we're going to see footage now of the famous one versus the assassins now we know this is a this, uh, there's two lots of assassins at the minute. There's this one, which are Roger Kent and Ron ba Don Bass. And there's also the assassins in uh, JCP, that being Judy Hamilton and Hercules Hernandez. Oh, big hip toss there by uh, Stan. Assassins wearing uh, a very bright yellow and black singlet and a yellow mask. Stan and Steve wearing red tights, white boots. The assassin's costume matches uh, Paul Morton, the referee's costume. Assassin's tagged by Jimmy Hart. Oh, a rabbit punch to the back of the head there, boy, with the assassin on the outside. Stan goes down, down hard. Oops, so they're loading up the mask. They're loading up the mask. The assassin holds the other one, and oh no! Stan ducked, Stan ducked. The assassin just uh, headbutted his own partner. Paul Morton trying to get Steve Kern out of the ring. Jimmy Hart. Oh! Stan's still covering him. Jimmy Hart jumped off the top rope, but Steve covered Stan so Stan wouldn't get the brunt of it. Oh! The assassin off the top rope with a big head, but that loaded head, but he's now covering Stan. He's not the illegal man. He's not the legal man. Paul Morton still doesn't turn around. Paul Morton turns around. One, two, three. The assassins win. The assassins win. The CWA World Title back. Yeah, the belts um, going to the Assassins, and we said that particular match uh, was the last of the matches, according to Jimmy Hart and the Assassins. That was the last shot that the <laughs> fabulous ones would have at the CWA World Tag Title. You know, you're right, man, part way. You know, that was the last shot. Probably we fought them 10 or 15 times already, and every time we get our little hand raised in the middle of there. You know, if they come out and they say, my Assassins are fat, overweight, out of shape, well, it's really funny. If they're that fat and overweight and out of shape, how come we're still the, of the World Tag Team Champions? Tell me why, baby. Why? Tell me, huh? Well, maybe it's because Jimmy Hart is sitting in the chair out here, and he has a little no, no. See, see, that's why you're wearing glasses and I don't wear glasses I because see. you see what you want to see. But let me tell you what happened and I'll tell you the reason why we are giving those punks another shot at the belts. You know, I was sitting at home this week and once again I pulled out Jimmy Hart's little red phone that I bring out from time to time and Eddie Marlin called me on the phone. And Eddie Marlin, he said, Jimmy, listen, please, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, sure, go ahead, Eddie. And he said, listen, man. He said, the fabulous ones are calling, they're begging, they're pleading. They said, please, can you talk Jimmy Hart in just one more shot? Just one more. That's all they wanted, right? And I said, well, Eddie, I'll tell you what. Maybe maybe I will consider. I'm not such a bad guy after all. I'll tell you what I'll do, though, Eddie. Why don't you get me a little list of maybe some things they might like to put up? So Eddie Marlin did, you know. He sent me a little list, and uh, part of the list was a few things like they said, well, look, uh, how about uh, your supply of the bleach they use on their hair? And I said, no, we don't want no bleach, because I don't believe in people that bleach their hair. And he said, well, look, what about some top hats and canes? And I said, no. That's ridiculous because Jimmy Hart wears top hats and kings. Y'all have been imitating me, not me, y'all. And he said, well, what about those fancy coats? I said, once again, man, the New York Dolls that I brought in here wore those, those coats, so what would I want those cheap coats for? And then he said, well, look, last but not least, he gave me a little list that had Stan Lane's 
red Corvette or blue or pink or whatever it is. And I said, a Corvette. Now, what in the world am I going to do with a Corvette? I, I don't care about a Corvette. And he said, well, that's all I have to offer. It's just this little Corvette. And I said, well, first of all, is it paid for? Does it have gas in it? Has it got an engine in it? And he said, yes, it has it all. So Eddie Marlin, he brought me the title to the Corvette, you know. And so, like I said before, and I got to thinking about it, and I said, well, look, maybe I will go for the Corvette, and I'll tell you why. Because I'd like to take a hammer down there at ringside, and I'd like to bust it to a million pieces after we win it, and then all those pimply-faced, fat little girls over there can go and pick some of the pieces up and put them in your pocket. But most of all, I want to prove how bogus these guys are, man, because without that little Corvette, then Stan Lane and Steve Kern won't have anything to ride around in, will they? Shut up! I don't want to hear hard as a whip! Now, you see? That's the reason why these people are getting me upset right here. That's, you know, that's, I, I'm not going to stand here and be abused. I'm hard. I don't come out here crying every week. Corvette will be at stake going again. His Corvette will be at stake. I'm going to leave. I'm not going to stand here and take abuse from these idiots over here. That's right. The Corvette will be staked. And this will be the last time you get a title shot. I'm not promising that. I'll tell you what. I'm so confident. I won't even go to ringside during that match. I will not go to ringside during that match. That's how confident I am in my men that we will win those trophies, baby. How do you like that? I'm glad to hear it. You want to prove it down there? Okay, we'll take a look at it. Stan's putting the Corvette up. Nobody has to put anything else up. You just be sure they're there with a title. Fabulous Ones had something to say about the match coming up. Let's take a listen to what they said. You know, there comes a point in everyone's life where it's time to put up or shut up. And I feel that point has come right now for the Fabulous Ones. You see, we've stepped in the ring three times against Jimmy Hart's assassins, and all three times they've had their hands raised in victory. And that's not because I don't think Steve and I could defeat him. I really honestly believe we could at any given point, but we haven't done it yet. And now Jimmy Hart refuses to put the titles on the line anymore against us. And I can't really blame him. You see, they've got nothing to gain and everything to lose. Well, Hart, you've got plenty to gain right now because this Corvette that we're sitting on belongs to me. And it looks exactly the way it did 16 years ago when it rolled off the showroom floor. Now, I honestly don't believe those big fat guys could even get their rear ends in this car, but I know that you would like nothing better than to have this car in your possession. So it's going to be a title versus title match, Jimmy Hart. My title to this car against your world championship titles. And we're coming with everything we've got. You know, there's two sides to this story, too. Because I don't have anything up. I'm just going to be Stan's partner that night. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on me. Because if I drop that fall, what do you think is going to happen to the fabulous ones as friends? So, Stan, all I can say is when we step into the ring, we're going to wind it up, crank it out, and blow them loose. Fabulous ones. And we're about ready to go with action in the ring right now. They're jumping up there. Pat Hutchinson and the Pink Panther. They'll be going against the Superstar and Bobby Eaton, David. Next, one fall, 15-minute time limit. Introducing with a total of 409 pounds from Memphis, Tennessee, Pat Hutchinson and from parts unknown, the Pink Panther. Going against them, total weight, 432 pounds from Huntsville, Alabama, Bobby Eaton. And from Australia, Bill Dundee. This match, one fall, 15-minute time limit. Jerry Calhoun is the referee. We've got Pat Hutchinson and the Pink Panther teaming up to go against Bill Dundee and beautiful Bobby Eaton. Pink Panther starting for his team. Pink singlet, pink mask, white boots going against Bill Dundee. Purple trunks, cowboy boots. Side headlock takedown by Dundee and a little, uh, little uh, scuffle, a little bum wiggle. Corner over top by Dundee, side headlock. Tags in, beautiful Bobby. Irish up by Dundee. Big back body drop by Bobby. Bobby's wearing uh, purple and turquoise tights, white boots. Bobby picks up the panther, slams him down. Oh, kick right hand by Bobby. Pat Hutchison tags in, black tights, white boots. Quite, he's a little bit taller than Bobby. Break of the eyes, Irish rip, right, reversed by Bobby. Big back by a drop by Eaton. Tags in Dundee. Irish whip by Eaton. Double back elbow, down goes Hutchinson. Dundee in. Oh, over the collarbone. Ryan by Pat. Ryan by Dundee. Dundee now with Pat Hutchinson on the ropes. Irish rips him. Oh, forearm smash, down goes Hutchinson. I think 
probably build anywhere in like gold cowboy boots. I think yeah, he's painting them gold. I think with some some big old fucking lifts on them. Pat Hutchinson managed to get out of the uh, the attempted low blow by Dundee. Pink Panther now in. Colin over top. Go behind by Dundee. Go behind. Take down by Dundee. Oh, small. No. One. Two. Pink Panther now. Got no idea who this Pink Panther is. Seems to be uh, enhancement talent. He doesn't seem to be anybody who we possibly know. He may be someone we've already seen. He may be the mass marauder for all I know. Double ash by Eaton and Dundee. Double back elbow down goes Panther. Eaton picks up the pink Panther. Slams him down. Drops an elbow. Eaton off the ropes. Drops an knee across the chest. Oh, Dundee now just in for no reason. Drops an elbow. Stomps and kicks by Eaton. Eaton now picks up the Panther. Double uh, chest shot there, picks up the Pink Panther. Double Irish whip. Oh, high cross body by Dundee. One, two, three. Your winners, beautiful Bobby and Bill Dundee. And we will be back after these messages. Please enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Mike from Booking the Territory, the unprofessional, classic Southern wrestling podcast. And you are listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke Jennings. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. When we have a party, you'll find me dancing, and you'll find new little eating. There's some mighty good Crisco cooks around here, and they're always coming up with some great new Crisco recipes. Like peach tarts, leggy crust, and don't those shrimp croquettes look good? That's good cooking, Ma. Why don't you get the recipe? I will if you get up there and dance. Mm. Look for Loretta's recipes in your favorite women's magazines. Crisco will do you proud every time. Get it, honey, get it. Now you can cash in on Crisco's Great Taste. It's the Crisco Great Cash Giveaway, with cash prizes totaling over $300,000, including the grand prize of $250,000 cash. See details on specially marked cans of Crisco today. I love coconut pie. Mm. Friends ask me why mine tastes so delicious. Well, I take fresh coconut, grate it, toast it, and mix it through the pie. I'm Mrs. Olson. The right ingredients are so important in good cooking. That's why Folgers is good cooking. Because Folgers has that just right, mmm, delicious ingredient, mountain-grown coffee. Mountain-grown beans mean more rich flavor and aroma than other kinds of coffee. <sighs> delicious. Try Folgers or Folgers Flaked Coffee. Folgers is mountain-grown coffee. Folgers is good cooking. Mate, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's have. the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. Have you heard of the mangrave? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. Do you have a father? <laughs> mangrave is the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. 100% made in America. If he was dead, it would have been a really bad moment in the commercial. <laughs> Your dad's alive? No. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry about your dad. That's fine. Your father's dead. Is your mom still alive? My mom? Yeah. No, she's dead. Jesus Christ, is any of your relatives fucking alive? It's man great. <laughs> they are revolutionizing the way people grill. What, Adam Egan? Is it true? You haven't heard of the revolution? You can put chicken on this or steak? That's not that unique. <laughs> it weighs a lot of pounds. Is that heavy? Again. Again. 
Again, no more flare-ups. You know, you know, in your barbecues, always been flare-ups. Why are you laughing? You're making a mockery out of the man grade. Chicken steak has never tasted so good. <laughs> Again, again, <laughs> again. This commercial is like a mini series. Hey, this is Joe Murata from Our Vantage Point, retro wrestling podcast. But now, live from the studios of the Old Bakery, this is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, and here's your host, Luke Jennings. that took place with the king and Jesse the Body Ventura for the Southern Heavyweight So like Lance said, we've seen footage of uh, Jesse the Body Ventura going against Jerry Law from this past Monday. Jerry wearing uh, red and blue singlet, white boots. Jesse Ventura, black troops, black, sorry, black tights, black boots. Showing his power against the king. Jimmy Hart managing Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura uh, with Hogan hair here, very bald at the top with the, with the, the you know, the, the, the back and the sides, very Hogan-esque, which is something Jesse Paul would hate me to hit, would hate to hear me say. Jesse Ventura shoving uh, Laura down with his power and then posing. Oh, big right hand by Ventura in the corner. Jerry Calhoun complaining of uh, a fist, open a closed fist. Oh, and again. And they know that tremendous ability to make a comeback that Lawler has. And that's what they're waiting for. Oh, another big round by Ventura. Jimmy Hart, very happy with what's happening here. Jesse Ventura coming in from AWA. We heard the telephone call last week. Uh-oh. Oh, Almost taking, taking one too many punches here. Oh. He's rang up. The strap is down, the strap is down, and the crowd are going banana. This is when Church can get the referee involved here somehow. He's putting the referee in between him and Lawler. And Lawler with a big right hand. And again. Oh. Again, Ventura in trouble here. Oh, Lawler absolutely pummeling Jesse Ventura in the corner. Jesse's down, Jesse's down. We clip forward now. Oh, Irish whip reversed by Lawler, reversed by Van. Oh no, Jerry Calhoun squashed in the corner by Jerry Lawler. Oh, Jesse Ventura came in for a stinger splash, but. Uh, Oh, a knee, sorry, the, the, the camera cut away badly, sir. But Jesse Ventura is down, Jerry Lawler's on second rope on the inside, and fish drop! Lawler goes for the cover, but Calhoun is down and dazed after being squashed in the corner. Jimmy Hart just gives Jesse Ventura the cane. Jesse Ventura, oh, Jimmy Hart's cane, oh, smashes it over his head. Smashes it over the head of King Lawler. Oh, kick. Jesse Ventura going for a pile driver. Jerry Calhoun is up. Oh, Jesse Ventura with a poorly executed leg drop. One, two, three. New Southern Heavyweight Champion Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, you see Jimmy Hard right in there. He was tickled to death about uh, Jesse the Body Ventura coming out uh, with the Southern Heavyweight title. So, right now, let's bring a man in here that has more than just personal interest in it. The King, who was in there and faced uh, Jesse. Jerry, yeah, Hart may be tickled to death, but uh, 
He's not going to be tickled too long. You better laugh all you can between now and Monday night, Hart, because I promise you, brother, you're not going to be laughing Monday night. Neither you nor that big muscle-bound geek, Jesse Ventura, neither one of you are going to be able to smile Monday night. I can promise Jerry, you that. Jerry, before we get into it, I wish you would uh, stand here just a second and watch, and let's take a listen to see what the body had to say. Shockwaves right through the championship wrestling world when coming out of San Diego, California, Jesse the Body Ventura came to the Mid-South Coliseum in one of the major upsets and defeated Jerry the King Lawler to wear the AWA Southern Heavyweight title. Jesse Ventura. Wait a minute, little man. The first thing I want to talk to you about is upset. Upset? No, Let me tell you something. I've wrestled all through the AWA, Chicago, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, St. Paul, San Francisco. I've been in the WWF, New York, Madison Square Garden, and all I heard about everywhere I went was how big and how bad one Mr. Jerry Lawler was. Was. You notice I use that term, was. You know, everywhere I go, and then I hear about Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee, home of the rednecks. That's the word a word is in California. All they got here is redneck stump jumpers. So I fly into Memphis, Tennessee, make my first appearance here ever, ever in time. And what happens? I whip Mr. Lawler. Jerry Lawler, you found out I'm a little badder dude than Andy Kaufman, aren't I? I know you wanted to wrestle Henny Youngman, but instead you got me. Now, Mr. Jerry the King Lawler. You know what? Just thinking on it right now, you know what I want next? I done got the man's title from him. Now I want his crown. Mm. Well, he looks so weird when he walks in the ring. He looks like he wears, eats margarine every day with the crown that he wears on his head. And, you know, speaking of heads, where'd you get that pretty-looking locks of yours? Is that a hairpiece? No, it is I don't not. dig that tie either. Moon unit right. zapper or whatever's on there. Let me tell you, people, Memphis, Tennessee, I am new, your new leader. I am the new king of the South. Whether you like it or not, Memphis, Tennessee, home of Memphis State University, hot dog basketball team and all such. Let me tell you something, Memphis. UCLA whips you. I whipped Jerry the King Lawler. It was so simple and so easy, I barely broke sweat. Well, there's no question about it that uh, you are the title holder, and of course that is the possession, and that is the thing that the folks will be looking to, to see whether you're going to be able to keep it now that you've gotten it right let here. Me, let me ask you something, my man. Check around there and check out the lateral deltoid. Mm. You ever see anything so awesome in your life? Mm, look at the size. 21 and a half inch guns right there. Oh, look at this, all you southern women. Let me talk to you about something else, too. You know, the people, they wonder, what does Jesse the body do? Well, I'll tell you what I do. In further episodes, I'll show you some of my girlfriends. None other than the Miss Erica Kane from All My Children, Opal Gardner. I run with Ario Speedwagon. I'm the personal bodyguard of the Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, the true king of rock and roll. Well, you've heard it matter with you. It's time Am to I go. boring you? It's time to go, huh? Jesse the you Body Ventura, the new you, Southern you heavyweight champion. You, you got lousy cologne on, Okay, too. thank you. You change your style All next right. time you address with me, Jack. I got to talk you to death. Listen, Jerry, one thing that I didn't say a moment ago when I was going over the entire card, Southern heavyweight title is at stake. But this is a no disqualification bout. So That's exactly that changes right. the complexion of it. You see, I am just a little upset. Not only the fact that losing that Southern title after I'd fought through a tournament and so hard to, to win it back. Sure, I'm upset about that, but I'm even more upset because I lost at the hands of this geek here using a pile driver, which I am known nationwide for using the pile driver. Well, this week, it's no disqualification, brother. So anything goes. Now, you can talk about... You can talk about San Francisco, or you can talk about San Diego, or Chicago, or Minneapolis all you want. But let me tell you something, Jesse Ventura. You're in Memphis, Tennessee, my backyard, brother, and no disqualification. That's my kind of match. And when I get you in that ring down there Monday night, I'm going to drop you on your stinking fat head so many times that you're going to not talk about Andy Kaufman. You're going to maybe visit the same room that he was in in the hospital. I promise you that, Jesse Ventura. Oh, you hear the king. Believe he wants a little piece of that uh, body of Jesse Ventura's, and we'll be seeing it all happening Monday night. Time out now. We're going to be back with action with Dennis Condrey, the Prince of Darkness, and Lucifer on one side of a six-man tag in just a moment.
two six-man matches. This one, the first one, with a total weight of 640 pounds over on the uh, right-hand side of the screen. They, uh, they are down just outside the ring. Introduce them from the floor. From Memphis, Tennessee, Robert Reed, also from Memphis, Ken Raper and Jim Jamison. Going against them, the total weight on the left side is 745 pounds with Jimmy Hart, the president of the First Family and Vice President Jimmy Cornett. From Florida, Dennis Condry. And from parts unknown, the Prince of Darkness and Lucifer. This match one fall, 15-minute time limit. And the referee is Jerry Calhoun. So we've got six-man tag, ladies and gentlemen, first of this afternoon's card. Dennis Condry, the Prince of Darkness, and Lucifer going up against Robert Reed, Ken Raper, and Jim Jameson. Jimmy Hart and Jim Cornette are a wrestler, a refer, a managing Dennis Condry and his team. Dennis Condry starting for his team. Pink tr trunks, white boots going against Ken Raper, red singlet, white boots. Going over top. Um, ringer boy. Dennis tags in Lucifer. Lucifer is wearing a, a devil mask, black top, red bottoms, red and black trunk uh, uh, boots. Tags in the Prince of Darkness. With that uh, mask on, he is also wearing red and black singlet, red and black boots. This is Duke Myers. I've got no idea who Lucifer is, but the Prince of Darkness is Duke Myers. Oh, he's got that fallen head, but he does so well. Ken Raper still in this match. He is in trouble. Now Dennis Condry back in. Dennis Condry throws Ken Raper into his corner. Tags in Robert Reed. Blue trunks, white, blue trunks, blue, blue trunks, blue boots. Prince of Darkness now in. And a oh, beautiful swing and net breaker there by the Prince of Darkness who tags in Lucifer. Lucifer in, picks up Reed. This is going for a suplex. Biffy done there by Lucifer. Pushes Robert Reed into his corner so he can tag in Jim Jameson. Jim Jameson, right trunks, white boots. Oh, big kick to the gut off the Irish whip by Lucifer. Oh, Jim Jameson goes headfirst into the knee of Dennis Condry, who's now tagged in legally. Irish whip by Lucifer. Big back elbow by Dennis Condry. Snapmare by Glover Boy. Oh, stumped to the face. Nothing uh, nothing technical about that. Picks up. Oh, Jim Jameson slams him down with a Thortar. Picks him up and slams him down with a Thortar. Dennis Country picks him up for a third time. Nope. Double hooks the arms. Tags in. Lucifer. Lucifer's in. Oh, right hand. With a man from Hades. Lucifer now tags in the Prince of Darkness. Oh, lovely headbutt there, boy. The Prince of Darkness picks up Jim Jameson. Oh, headbutt to the back. Tags in lover boy Dennis Condry. Kicks Jim Jameson around a bit and picks him up. And, oh, short clothesline there by Dennis Condry. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. Your winners, Dennis Condry, Lucifer, and the Prince of Darkness. Wicked chain, they come in working on the left arm of Coco. That's across again, Coco. We're now seeing footage from the mid-half course scene. We're seeing the assassin, no, the grapplers, sorry, going to get Dutch Rantel and Coco Ware. Randy Howell's on the call. Grapplers are in control here, working over the arm of Coco Ware. Dutch Rantel comes in to break out up, but that allows the other grappler on the outside to still attack Coco Ware in his uh, trapped state. Tony Anthony on the apron, I think. Oh. And Denton now tags in Tony Anthony. Coco Ware still trapped in the ropes. Paul Morton and Dutch Rantel now get him out. Just, no, no, still can't get him out. Dutch Mantel now fighting over Tony Anthony in the corner. Big grand. With a, then, then, no, no, with a clip now forward. Irish rip. Coco with a beautiful high knee there. Needs to get the tag to Dutch. Coco can't get the tag. 
Oh, Dutch Mattel just comes in anyway. All four men in the ring. Paul Morton trying to get him out. He does. Grapplers. One of the grapplers are now on the top rope. And oh no, Coco gets out of the way. The grapplers hit each other. Right hand by Coco rolls. Tags in. Dutch, Dutch Mantel is in. Dutch Mantel is in. Kicking and punching away on the grapplers. Dutch Mantel now legally in the match. Oh, grappler with a knee to the back. Coco's now in. Knocks down the grappler. All four men in the ring. Glenn Denton now. No, there's that. That's Tony Emily. Sorry, Tony Emily. Irish up. No. And. Oh, loaded boot to the back of the head to Dutch. Turn out and he goes for the cover. One, two, three. The grapplers win following a loaded boot. We had the match won, but we didn't take it. And the reason we didn't take it is because they beat me at my own game. And I'd rather somebody pin me right in the middle of the ring than beat me at my own game. Now, I've got a good partner on my side, Coco Ware. He's a good man. i got a lot of faith in his ability, and I'm sure he's got a lot of faith in mine. Now, we're going to come back one more time, grapplers, and we're going to take those belts from you because the reason we're going to take it is because it's not going to be a wrestling match. It's going to be a back alley brawl because I'm going to come straight to you guys. I'm not going to go left. I'm not going to go right. I'm coming straight dead center right for you two guys. The shortest distance between any two points is a straight line, and that's exactly the way I'm coming. Now, Grappers, I want you to get ready, and I want you to be forewarned that we're going to have a fight, not a wrestling match. You don't come in there and think, think it's going to be an easy match because it's not. And you know, the Grappers, you got a saying. You've said this, I bet, at least 100 times. When you talk about great wrestlers, you don't call them great wrestlers. You call them the Grappers. We're going to have a new name for you two guys, and it's going to be Losers. I'm coming after you, and when I'm coming after somebody, I usually find somebody. You show up, I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm scared to death. The one that guy rented all that video equipment so he could watch himself and see what he's doing wrong. That's what the whole thing is. You see was. that big gut? You see his big gut uh, leaning beer, over the chair? Beer. He drinks beer and chews tobacco and listens Ebony to country and music. Ivory. Ebony and Ivory. Ebony and Ivory. Oh, watch out! Well, I don't particularly approve of uh, scrapping in the studio. I appreciate you at least getting rid of those guys. When it get real hot and heavy, Jimmy Cornell and Jimmy Hart, they can't take it. They got to run. But all I got to say, you can come out here and say whatever you want to say, Jimmy Cornell and Jimmy Hart, because when Dutch and I get through with you, we're going to be the new Southern t champion. That's all there is to it, man. Okay, good luck to you out there, Coco. We'll be looking forward to it. I still say it could have gone either way. It'll be most interesting to see how that one comes out. Okay, we're going to take time out. We'll be back. We've got another six-man action coming up in just a moment. We're going to be talking with him. If you guys will do this, please, uh, let me run a videotape of a match that uh, Bill and Big Red were involved with with the Assassins, and let's just take a look at it. So seeing uh, Big Red and Bill Dundee going up against the Assassins. Big Red uh, comes and goes through the territory. He's uh, quite tall, isn't he? He's quite big, but he's not like fat, fat. But he oh, drops a big splash on the Assassin. One, two, Assassin kicks out, Assassin kicks out. Bill Dundee now in, tags in Big Red. Big Red's happy uh, to stand on the apron and... Hot dog for the crowd, but Bill Dundee wants him in the ring. He's not the greatest of workers, but he's very popular with the folk. Oh, lovely sl slingshot clothesline there by Big Red. Assassin comes in and breaks up the pin. Big Red is uh, breathing heavy. Bill Dundee knocking down the assassin with right hands. Oh, Big Red's back up. Goes for another pit. Oh, big splash again. Bill Dundee's got his boot off, and he smashes the assassin in the head with, the, uh, with his boot. Jerry Calhoun not happy, so we've clipped forward again. Double R stripped by the assassins on Big Red. Double back elbow, down goes Red. Dundee's in, he's seen enough. He's working over one assassin while the other assassin picks up Big Red. Jimmy Hart's on the apron. Bill Dundee's got hold of Jimmy Hart. The assassin now... Big right hand, sorry, a big red on the big red with a big right hand. Slams the assassin while the other assassin has got his mask loaded. 
Big red off the ropes. Drops that big splash again. Referee still distracted the other assassin. Oh, with a loaded headbutt to the back of the head of Big Red. Covers. Covers Big Red. One, two, three. I just like to thank Big Red. I'd like to thank Bobby Eaton and Terry Taylor. I didn't know, you know, I went a little goofy for a little while. I'm not making no bones about it. I thought I was king of the hill and I wasn't. So it takes a big man. They say to admit he was wrong and I was wrong. But there's a guy out there I think I insulted him more and I said more bad things about him. And I really turned my back on him the most. And that was Jerry Lawler. Now, like I said, Bobby's a great wrestler. Big Red is. Terry Taylor is. But the team that run was king of the hill around here for a long time was Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee. All the giants came through here and they left and we yep. stayed. We was the best there was, brother. So, Jerry, I'm asking you one more time. If you just think about it, sign your name on the dotted line and I'll sign mine and we'll run that Hartley's whole stinking family out of this neighborhood, brother. I promise you I won't let you down. Right, well, uh, coming up, the action... Uh is going to be Bobby. You're going to be with Billy. Well, first of all, I don't think Jimmy Hart realized when he lost Bill and myself out of the first family. He lost two of the toughest, meanest, and baddest guys he ever had in that first family. So let me tell you something, Jimmy Hart. We don't care what we're going to do to win. We don't care if we have to take a cheer, a chain, or anything. All we want to do is win. That's our main concern, Hart. If we get our hand on you, that's what we're going to do to you. Put a cheer upside your face, Jack. Okay. I just got to say this, Jimmy Hart. And I want you to think, Jack. Now, I never knew before, but I know now. And I'm going to tell you how that if it's the last thing that I do, I'm going to get to you. And you made the mistake of letting me know where you live, Jack. And if I go to come around to your backyard and beat your brains out, I'm going to do it, Hot. And I'm going to take care of you, brother, me, and Bobby Eaton. Okay, Bill Dundee, Bobby Eaton. Rugged pair, to say the very least. Yes, sir. We got more than a pair coming out now, like about six of them, David. You are right. We do have another six-man tag team match. It's going to go to the expiration of time. Introducing at a total weight, 679 pounds over on the left. From the Twilight Zone, the, Gal the Galaxian from Memphis, Tennessee, Big Lou Winston, and from parts unknown, the Destroyer. Total weight of 642 pounds from Columbus, Ohio, Bobby Fulton. From Union City, Tennessee, Coco Ware. And from Barrow Beach, Florida, Terry Taylor. Expiration of time, match referee Jerry Calhoun. Should be a doggone good match. Uh, we've got coming up there, bell time. Referee says, let's do it. Here we go. It is Bobby Fulton starting against the Galaxian. Exploration of time, a six-man tag match. Bobby Fulton, Terry Tyler, Coco Way going against the Galaxian, the Destroyer, and Big Lou Winson. Galaxian and Bobby Fulton start for their team. Galaxian in uh, orange and red singlet way boots, orange and red mask. Bobby Fulton, red trunks this time. Sorry, red tights. Sorry, this time, white boots. Action starts fast and furious, as you'd expect with these two gentlemen in the ring. Galaxian now with a side headlock. Bobby Fulton pushes him off the ropes. Shoulder tackle by Galaxian. Hip toss though by Bobby Fulton goes for the cover. No, Galaxian gets out of dodge. Bobby Fulton looking good. We've seen the uh, the evolution of Bobby Fulton over the last few weeks. Terry Taylor now in blue trunks, blue and white boots. Farm dragon twist. Tags in cuckoo. Irish whip by Terry Taylor. Double back elbow shoulder tackle combo by Taylor and Coco. Coco's in blue and yellow tights. Big back bow drop on the Galaxian. Galaxian rolls out of the way. Tags in Lou Winston. Black and red trunks, black boots. Lou Winston oh, powers Coco into the corner. Smashes him with a couple of right hands. Big Lou Winston. Very similar looking to uh, the big cat in the lad. Got that sort of lankiness about him, but the power as well. Coco now puts Lewinson in the corner, hit, tosses him out of the corner. Oh, what a drop kick, holy moly. Right on the forehead. Oh, no. Coco picks up Winston. Bobby Fuller now in. We're going to have a big Lou. Arm bar. Arm twist. Take down. Wrist lock. Tag into Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor on the second rubber inside. Drops an elbow across the arm of Big Lou. 
Hammerlock throw by Taylor. Looking terrific here in this young stage of his career. Kogu now in, drops the knee across the arm of Big Lou. Big Lou in trouble. Just a regular eyes of Kogo. Kogo tags in Bobby Fulton who comes in continues to work over the left arm of Big Lou. Arm bar. Big Lou powers Bobby into the corner. Tags in the Galaxian. Destroyer's got him hooked up there. Galaxian comes in, peppers him. Now Irish whips him. Big back elbow by the Galaxian. Drops an elbow. Goes for the cover. One, two, kick out. Picks up Fulton. Irish whips him. Big back body drop, holy moly by the Galaxian. Bobby Fulton landed on his butt. Stomp. Tags into the big destroyer. Black singler, black mask, black boots. Coming in, wailing away on Bobby Fulton. Got him in the corner. Whips him corner to corner. Oh, went into uh, charging, but Bobby Fulton missed and gets the tag to Coco. Coco's now in like a house of fire, wailing away on big destroyer, but destroyer fighting back. Oh, rake of the eyes. Whips him corner to corner. No, second rope. Oh, second rope drop kick. Beautiful manoeuvre there by Coco. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. Winners of the first fall, Coco, Terry and Bobby. And in 3 minutes 31 seconds, the first fall victory goes to Terry Taylor, Bobby Fulton, and Coco Ware. Mm, a lot of speed mm. on the far side of the ring over there with Taylor uh, um, and Ware and Fulton. By the way, I'll tell you, we'll see some more of it. We're going to take time out right now. Be back for another fall in just a moment. one's a good one to win an expiration of time because the time may be gone as it is and yeah. you can come out with a victory that way that's right opening match today rock and roll express so as lance and dave uh, run down the card that is it ladies and gentlemen we've just witnessed the 17th of september 1983 edition of memphis wrestling hopefully you've enjoyed it this has been episode 123 of the memphis content of wrestling cast so we're doing well here each and every week trying to keep the memory of memphis alive another few uh, another few months and we will be in 1984 I not wish 1983 away, but I'm quite looking forward to 1984. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Hope you can. I hope you continue to enjoy what we do here each and every Saturday. If you do, please leave us a review on your podcast application of choice. We are we are around. You can either leave a review on the Place to Be Wrestling feed or the Memphis Continental Wrestling feed. Either or, it would be much appreciated if you could leave us a little review. Spreads the spreads the word to the rest of the world um, please do not forget to follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast you can also find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash at MemphisCast you will be able to watch this video it comes out each and every Saturday about 11 o'clock in the morning um, so you can watch it and then you can later in the day listen to me talking about it um, nothing else to plug oh don't forget to listen to the rest of the of our friends our vantage point acid wash memories greetings from allentown stick to wrestling with john mcadam booking the territory between the sheets um, and anything that ray russell does the wrestle copia network he does the regional wrestling podcast where he talks about 1986 uwf and 1981 georgia he's also got some other projects in the uh, pipeline he also does the Wrestling Memory Grenade podcast where he is currently talking about November 1987 WWF. Um, he's also got a Monday Night War podcast, but that hasn't been out for quite a while. But I don't know, so I'm not entirely sure if he does it. But you can find him on all good podcast suppliers. Um, yes, yeah, so thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for your continued support. Thank you very much to the fine folk of Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you very much to Lance Russell, Dave Brown, Jerry Jarrett. And until next time...